0: Chapter Two of A Fair Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. A Fair Mystery by Bertha M. Clay. Chapter Two A Fairy Changeling. Mark, Mark, it is a child, a poor, forsaken baby said patty stooping down and gathering into her womanly arms the weeping waif fragment of the seething sea of humanity so strangely drifted to her door a child dear heaven such a very fine child she hurried into the kitchen and laid the bundle on the table in the circle of lamplight and with careful eager fingers began to loosen the wrappings a child said mark amazed and dull a child then with sudden anger he cried out a child to the homeless, a child to us who will not be able to care for our own, a child for forced exiles. Why did they not carry it to the poorhouse? There, at least, it might have stayed. Hush, dear, said Patty. God only asked of us duty for today. To night we have a home and can take the stranger in. God will take care of it tomorrow. Not that I grudge the poor little wretch, said Mark, looking over his wife's shoulder patty unpinned the tartan shawl and snugly wrapped within lay a little babe a delicate veil covered the small face within the lace and satin cap and patty lifted in motherly hands one of the most singularly lovely infants that son had ever looked upon dimpled snow-white with exquisitely moulded features and neck and hands soft rings of golden silken hair a faint perfume of costly odours breathing from its garments patty's tender heart melted at the divine innocence loveliness helplessness of the little one and raising the rosebud face to her own she kissed it softly again and again this motion caused the white cashmere cloak to fall back and mark gave a cry at some dark thing broadly pinned against the quilted satin lining as his wife kissed the babe murmuring little lovely angel who sent you who could abandon you Mark unpinned this object and held it near the light. Then he gave such a cry that his wife, clasping the babe closer, turned to him in alarm. In his shaking hand he held a packet of banknotes. He cried out, "'Patty! Patty! Did God send this? See? Just the amount of my debt. Patty! Patty! Am I safe? Is this ours?' "'How much is there?' she demanded breathlessly. "'Twenty fives! A hundred pounds!' Mark, just what we owe? Just that? Oh, Patty, we are saved. He staggered to a seat, white and weak. And then, first, Patty realized what his anguish of soul had been. The strong young farmer shook like a reed. Drops of perspiration rolled over his face. But is it ours? Demanded Patty, sitting down also, and beginning to unfasten the baby's cap and cloak. See if there is anything more, any message, any word. Quick! Oh, Patty, Patty, I am weak. Patty rose up, stroked his cheek, kissed him, said, Courage, Mark, heaven has helped us. And then she set to searching the child. On the lace bosom of the little dress was sewed a letter. She unfastened it and held it to her husband. You read it, Mark. I am so frightened. My eyes are dim. See, it is to us, it says on the outside, to Mark and Patty Brace. Mark restrained himself and as Patty softly rocked the child to and fro on her breast, he read aloud, To you a most sorrowful mother sends this little child. You have never seen that mother, probably you never will, but she has heard of you, of Honest Mark Brace and Patty Brace, his kind, good wife. Oh, be tender to this little child, deprived of father and of mother. Be patient with it. Think how its mother's heart ached at parting. Think of your own little child let this baby be yours and your child's sister it is lovely and white as an angel will you try to keep it so white and pure and bring it up simply like your own just to be good there is a little mark on the right shoulder a little red leaf but i may never be able to claim my own again then let it be yours and rear it as you will answer for it to god with the child the mother sends you a hundred pounds and every year will send you the same this is a child of noble blood and honest birth its mother prays you for the sake of mercy and pity to make no effort to find her never show this letter never try to learn the child's surname her christian name is doris will you say you have taken charge of the child for a lady who has gone abroad say only that and night and day a heart's best prayers will go up for you who are good to little Doris. Mark and Patty looked at each other in silence. Oh, Mark, you doubted, doubted God and prayer. Did I? May God pardon me. I was wild with misery. Whose child can this be? said Patty. Patty, said Mark, if we use this money, as we must and shall, it is part of a bargain, you know, a bargain to keep the child tenderly and faithfully and make no effort to discover who sends it. We must keep faith. It will be very easy to be loving and tender to such a lovely baby, said Patty. Look, did you ever see anything so wonderful, so beautiful, in all your life? Fair as an angel, said Mark, gently kissing the wee white hand. God bless the baby, the little angel baby that saved us. A hundred a year, that is very much money, just for keeping one little child, said Patty. We must pay ourselves what is fair. "'and keep the rest to educate the child, or make her dower. "'and we are to keep her soul white and fair. "'The letter says we are to train her like our own, Mark. "'Only, Patty, it is a child of noble blood, "'and if some day the mother claims her, "'she must not be ashamed of the child, Patty. "'Oh, Mark!' cried Patty in terror. "'Suppose the mother is in all this storm. "'Go, Mark, take a light and look for her. "'Do go. "'She cannot possibly be lingering here, Patty.' Oh, Mark, she is no doubt waiting to see what we will do. I am sure I saw her looking in the window before I took Mattie to bed. Mark took a lantern from its hook by the chimney-side and went out into the storm. There was no trace of anyone. The gate was fastened. No footprint marked the gravel walk. Nothing but sighing wind and plashing rain filled the darkness. He returned to the house. There is no one. Whoever was here has done the errand and gone i cannot believe it yet patty my debt is paid my home is saved i shall live where my fathers lived and die where they died and all by means of this little child i feel as if i could never love it enough patty looked at the babe on her arm she cried how could a mother give up such a lovely creature i would rather die oh poor mother mark a heart has broken to-night in this storm i wonder if the poor soul was married said mark she must have been look at the letter mark it is the letter of a good woman she wants the child's soul kept white and pure a wicked woman would think of the body but not of the soul the child opened his eyes like spring violets softly blue it stirred uneasily patty went for milk to feed it there are no clothes with it mark whoever knew us to write to us knew about little mattie "'and expected us to let this baby wear her clothes "'and be reared just like our own. "'She went for a nightdress that had been worn by Mattie a year before, "'and taking off the infant's rich clothes, "'put on instead the simple little gown. "'About the child's neck was a gold chain, with a locket. "'In the locket was a tress of curly golden hair, "'and one of dark shining brown. "'Mark,' said Patty, "'let us put the letter and the locket and these rich clothes away.' Some day they may be needed to show whose child this is. Mark folded the articles together and locked them in a strong box, which for years had held the especial valuables of the owners of Brackenside Farm. Never before had such singular treasures been placed among those ample rustic relics. Now, said Patty, I shall take this baby up and put her in Mattie's trundle-bed. They are sisters now. She carried the wee stranger upstairs and laid it by her own little daughter. Mark held the light. "'There is a great difference between them,' said Patty, as she looked at the two little ones in the same bed. "'It is not only that one is two years and one is two months, but she looks like a child of the nobles, the other like a child of the people.' "'The people are the bone and sinew of the land, and the heart, too,' said Mark sturdily. "'I don't believe a mother of the people would give such a baby away in this fashion. You note my words, wife.' It is pride, rank pride, that has cast its child out among strangers. Patty sighed, still looking at the children. Little Doris, a jewel-child, pearly skin, golden hair and brows, and a little red mouth like a thread of rubies. Mattie, brown, plump, sturdy, child of soil, wind and sun. I like my own best, said Mark bravely, if she is not half so fair. "'Our Mattie has what will last all her life, "'a warm, true, honest little heart in her strong little body.' "'Of course you will like our own best,' said Patty, half-offended. "'It would be a fine story if the coming of this little beauty "'could crowd our girl out of the first place in our hearts.' "'I wonder if they will love each other,' said Mark. "'Of course they will, as they are to be sisters,' "'said Patty, with edifying faith in humanity. "'And I wonder if she will love us.' surely since we are to be her parents and will always be kind and faithful to her i hope so said mark shaking his head but there are some things patty that do not mix well as say oil and water and be like blood would tell and this little lady will not take to our homely ways besides we shall always be considering how much is her due for that hundred pounds a year and i for one will always be remembering how she came like a little angel to save a home that is like my heart's blood to me. Then they went downstairs, leaving the dark child and the fair child sleeping together. End of chapter 2